Okay, so let's circle back to a topic, whether the tactics that Hamas, the terror tactics that Hamas has unleashed against Jews in Israel, whether that's, is that going to come here? Are we going to see that in the United States? There are basically two ways that this could happen in the United States. This could be, uh, these terror tactics could be embraced by radical revolutionary groups like Black Lives Matter, like the, um, the organization that has actually praised Hamas for what they've done, calling them freedom fighters and saying that they stand in solidarity with the Palestinian people, et cetera, et cetera. We could see that happen by groups who are espousing the same Marxist dialectic that the Hamas terrorists are espousing, pretending that they are just trying to overthrow their oppressors. They're just trying to decolonize. They're trying to pursue their own freedom. That's the same the same phrases, the same worldview that's used by these revolutionaries who have justified violence in the name of their revolutionary ideology in the United States. So that could happen. But there's another way that we are vulnerable here in the United States to the same sort of terror attacks that Israel has suffered in the past 72 hours, and that is the porous U.S. border. It's hard to even call it a U.S. border because is it a border if it's not guarded? Is it a border if entry is simply allowed to anyone who wants to cross it? A border means that we are in control of that land, but are we in control of the land that, that, that butts up to our southern neighbor, Mexico? I would argue that we are not, and the vulnerability is, of course, that the people who are crossing the southern border it's not women and children. It's not families who are trying to escape oppression. It's mostly single, military-aged young men who come not just from Mexico, not just from South America, but from all over the world, including from the Middle East. In fact, Bill Malusian, I want to bring up a couple of his reports on Twitter. His first report says, Border Patrol arrests of suspects on the FBI's terror watch list at the southern border. Fiscal year 2023, there have been 151 Border Patrol arrests of suspects on the FBI's terror watch list, and it's only October. That's more than one terrorist crossing the border every week. That's a terrorist every couple days on the terror watch list crossing the border. In fiscal year 2022, there were 98. In fiscal year 2021, there were 15. In fiscal year 2020, there were three. And then of course you have the Trump presidency. In fiscal year 19, there were zero. Fiscal year 2018, there were six. Fiscal year 2017, there were two. A pretty significant difference between the number of suspects on the FBI's terror watch list that crossed the border during the Trump administration when the border was more or less secured in the process of being secured compared to the number of suspects on the FBI's terror watch list that are currently crossing Joe Biden's open borders. This doesn't even count the people who got away. This is only the people who were apprehended by the Border Patrol. And a huge number, over a million people, were not apprehended. So how many of these people on terror watch lists are seeking to harm the United States? How many of them are planting themselves as terror cells in our city? Who's to say? How do we even know? Let's bring up the next Bill Malusian report here. His next report, he says, internal Border Patrol data provided and confirmed by Border Patrol sources reveals thousands of quote-unquote special interest aliens from mostly Middle Eastern countries have been apprehended by Border Patrol while crossing into the U.S. illegally over the last two years. Now, a special interest alien is not someone who's on the terror watch list, but it's basically like the junior version. It's the junior varsity terror watch list. 
Special interest aliens from Syria, total 538. From Yemen, 139. From Iran, 659. From Iraq, 123. From Afghanistan, 6,386. From Lebanon, 164. From Egypt, 3,153. From Pakistan, 1,613. From Mauritania, 15,594. From Uzbekistan, 13,624. And from Turkey, 30,830. For some of us, that's larger than the population of, our ta- of the towns we live in. These are, and this is what Bill Malusian writes. He says, these are border patrol apprehensions between ports of entry only. This data does not include border patrol encounters at ports of entry. Border Patrol sources tell me they have extreme concerns about who is coming into the country because they have little to no way of vetting people from these special interest countries. I'm told, unless they have committed a crime previously in the U.S. or they are on some sort of federal watch list, there's no way to know who they are because most of their home countries don't share data and records with the U.S., so there's nothing to match a name to when Border Patrol agents run fingerprints. A special interest alien is a term used by the U.S. government to refer to people coming from countries that have conditions that favor or harbor terrorism or pose a potential national security risk to the United States. Does that make you feel safe? It sure doesn't make me feel safe. It makes me feel that our southern border is making even us, U.S. citizens, completely vulnerable to the type of terrorism Hamas is inflicting on Jews in Israel. It's awful. And this just goes back to the video of Joe Biden. Are we going to take him at his word? Are we going to listen to the words that he spoke into that, into that podium that he read from a teleprompter? Do we believe him? Do we actually think he's condemning this evil? Do we think that he stands with Israel? Do we think that he is against Hamas? I don't, because his actions speak louder than his words do. And his actions show that not only did he fund Iran, not only did his secretary of state delete a tweet a day and a half ago that called for quote-unquote de-escalation before Israel even had a chance to retaliate in self-defense to protect themselves from such terror attacks again. But Joe Biden is deliberately leaving our southern border open. This is not something that just arbitrarily happens. We know this because under Obama, the border was open. Under Trump, he did his best to close the border. You can make arguments and critiques about things that he could have done more or better, and that's fine. But the numbers speak for themselves. The number of suspected terrorists crossing the border was next to nothing under Trump and with Biden, it skyrocketed. So if he actually stands with Israel, if he actually is against Hamas, if he actually condemns terrorism as evil, then why is he leaving the American people vulnerable to this? Where are these special interest aliens going? Where do they live? What are they doing for work? Where do they worship? What do they believe? What do they plan to do once they're here? What about these terrorists? What are they doing here in the United States? Are they just set free with a court date? What about the ones that the Border Patrol didn't apprehend? Where did they go? What are they planning? Where do they live? What's their internet search look like? Who are they hanging out with? Joe Biden has left the United States vulnerable to potentially the kind of attacks that Hamas has inflicted on Israel. And we are at risk of this kind of attack because this attack was funded by Iran. Iran gave formal authorization for Hamas to commit this attack against Israel, Iran has called multiple times for the complete annihilation of Israel. They want Israel wiped off the face of the earth. 
And you know who else they want wiped off the face of the earth? America. Iran calls America the great Satan. They say death to America. Israel might come first in line for Iran because of the physical proximity, because of the added element of anti-Semitism. But make no mistake, these terrorists hold the same kind of hatred that allows them to decapitate babies and kidnap grandmothers and broadcast the murder of people on their own social media accounts. Those people hate us as much as they hate the Jews in Israel. And Joe Biden has left us vulnerable, even in our own homeland. I hate to end on such a somber note, but this is the situation we find ourselves in. This is the choice we have as voters, as the American people. Is this what we want? More Democrat policies that put us in harm's way? Are we ready to say enough is enough and usher in an era of politicians who actually understand the reality of the political enemy that we face and are willing to defeat it? Thank you for watching today. Thank you for listening. I'm Liz Wheeler. This is The Liz Wheeler Show.